0: Welcome back everybody, I think episode 107, sometimes I lose count, sometimes counting across time is a focus issue and well, like most humans, I can lose focus, however, I'm focused on this beautiful magical substance I have in my bespoke coffee mug, some of that beautiful liquid goodness, some coffee, here's to you, whoever you are, wherever you are, Whenever you are, however you are. Hopefully that came out right. Awesome. It's me, Craig, your friend. Hope you're doing good. Miss you. If I haven't talked to you in a while, I have good friends and I'm grateful for them. Uh, I like interesting people and I have a fast mind and I'm very curious. And I liked it. I was a thrill seeker and I liked high pressure situations and stages and huge crowds and all of that. And sometimes I felt like I didn't know who my peers were, like, who are my people? And part of the dance of, uh, being 10 years sober, right? So being alcoholic, uh, one person said, what is it? Being an alcoholic is being uh, an egomaniac with an insecurity complex. Right. So vacillating between I'm not good enough to be in like, I don't nobody gets me like I can't hang out with anybody because I'm too fast or whatever that is. What I've realized over time is that by sitting and paying attention to the people around me, I know amazing people and a lot of people that you don't think are exceptional are actually incredibly exceptional and that. Going from point A of being born in this world to point B of departing this world alone is a heroic journey for every single human being. It's pretty exceptional. So I'm going to put a pin in that because I'm coming back to that because that's actually the topic of the podcast. So let's go to the basics. Here on the Outer Banks, it's hot summer. It's like thick. It's humid. We've had lots of thunderstorms and it's a really amazing dance because you get up in the morning and it's like, oh man, it's like eighty-eight degrees, but like the humidity feels so heavy. And you're like, dang, I feel dumb and slow. And then a thunderstorm comes through and you're like, oh, sweet relief. And then it rinses and repeats. And it's an amazing time to get in the ocean. Uh and we have a swell that came in. Apparently came in from a storm down near South Africa, which is incredible to think that waves traveled that far. And I was talking to somebody on the beach last night and they're explaining the shape of the waves and why they were kind of they looked mellow but they had a lot of power because they came from so far away Um, and that was an amazing little tidbit and last night on the beach uh, we were had a little birthday party so every year some friends of ours they have a birthday party for their daughter and a whole community shows up to bonnet street and has pizza and the kids play in the water and people were out surfing and the parents were out and kids were having a blast and it was amazing to watch vera bay just like have a great time. And it was a beautiful night because we had storms yesterday in the afternoon and then it just opened up into a really beautiful, beautiful night. And I was really grateful. And I had some meaningful discussions with some people that I, you know, knew because they're parents of kids that are friends with Vera. And what I discovered is some people that are just in my world that I just knew as normal people, uh, are pretty exceptional. Like they're talented, uh, Well, one friend of mine is a Ph.D. who does really advanced research on sargassum and all kinds of uh, marine generated energy here at the Coastal Studies Institute. Uh, Somebody else runs like business development for a huge vacation rental company around the world, like a global company. And it's interesting because you're like, oh, yeah, right. Like super cool. Wow. So I was grateful for that experience. It's very, very meaningful, and I'm grateful that I am now the chairman of the board of directors for the Friends of Jockeys Ridge Group, and that has been wild and fun, and I'm getting to know the park director, and we're making some moves, and we're going to protect the park. 426 acres of living sand dune, the largest living sand dune system in the east, which means it's alive and moving and full of goodness, uh, which is awesome. The band Everything had a great meeting on Sunday to talk about our record. Uh, It is going to be an interesting process moving forward, so we can do some stuff at distance, some stuff in person. It's going to take probably about a year. And we're going to be flexible and innovative and creative and soulful. And I can't wait to put the spirit down. And it's great, too, because I've also been working on a lot of solo material on the acoustic front, and that's been a loving process as well to Invest and have faith in the instruments and the vibrations and the goodness. And speaking of the goodness, let's get back to the topic. I've been pulling on this thread for a while around uh, rarefied air and uh, exceptionalism, I guess you would call it, and my path as a musician and what I've learned along the way. And... I've been contemplating, I came out wrong, I've been contemplating the idea of American exceptionalism. And I'll be honest with you, the first time I really started to hear this term was 20 years ago. And a lot of times it would pop up in elections and you'd hear about American exceptionalism. And I'll be honest, it's like it was always used in a way and by people that I'm like, you know, like... Like the rah-rah stuff, right? rah rah, we're so great because we're American. And it just felt off. And I judged it. And I was like, what's up with that? Like you can't just run around with a flag in your hand and say that we're exceptional because you have you because of where you were born, you know. And you have a flag in your hand, so therefore, you know, nanny boo-boo, I'm exceptional. And I've been thinking about that lately in this in the idea of Being exceptional and the idea of exceptionalism, and then what is it in the American context? And it's a tricky discussion. And I'm going to pick it apart from a few different angles. So for me, so actually let's back off here for a second. So thinking about some things that I've learned in the last handful of years as I've been studying The Stoics, I've been listening to a lot of, like, modern American thinkers. I've been studying the Christian faith. I have been studying yoga. Um, And in the past, I've studied Buddhism. And I just keep an eye on the way that people function. I spent time in Asia in 2013. And one thing about the West— is the idea of the sovereignty of the individual and it's interesting because it's baked into the christian faith right all people are equal in the eyes of god and you have the right to be spiritual and to be accepted by christ and therefore the lord which is pretty radical back in the day because it was like you know pharaohs and kings and there was classes and it's like certain people if you're broke grew up in a little hobble, like, it's like, no, you don't, you're not equal in the eyes of the Lord, no, and so that that democratic spirituality, but with the Stoics also, like, you are the master of your own domain, and you can make a difference with yourself and those around you if you discipline yourself and you live in the right way, and with the Greek philosophers, with, you know, democracy and arts and thinking, and then coming over here to do americas so to speak and we have the first amendment you are allowed to articulate your truth into the world and to think in our society and this is where i started to understand oh i understand actually what exceptionalism is which is in this environment with your ability to self-actualize you can articulate your truth you can defend yourself you can be an individual And you are allowed to participate in a meritocracy where you can articulate yourself and your truth into this community and this environment to the best of your ability. And there shouldn't be someone or something limiting you or maybe someone, some societal rule that says you're not allowed to do that. And then within reason, it gets really tricky, right? Like you want to be a productive, exceptional person. You want to be really good at something that's of value and to understand being exceptional and exceptionalism, American style, right? So the West sovereignty of the individual and, you know, trying to work on personal sovereignty. And I also talked about this idea of you have rugged individualism, which is like, you know, cowboys out on the range that don't need anything from anybody and then in the burning man circles you have radical self-reliance which is like you don't need anything from anybody and you can actually provide for other people and i would posit that rugged individualism has that baked in there too cuz anybody worth their salt knows that if you're disciplined and can gather enough you can be of service to other people if you do it correctly and you don't want to be a hoarder right so exceptionalism shouldn't be greedy and i think part of what happens is is these ideas that we generate as humans that are ideals we distort because of our own human nature so the idea of coming back to exceptionalism which is the opportunity to be the best of yourself and to the highest of yourself that 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 is your right as an individual and by refreshing yourself in that manner you make the society stronger so the exceptionalism, which is the opportunity to do that. And now then that translates into being exceptional. And this is something that going back to rarefied air, like I pursued being exceptional. I wanted to be an uncommon person amongst uncommon people and fell short a lot. Like I pretty much just fell short, right? Because part of being alcoholic is like you're a little delusional um, And the idea of being exceptional, and I've seen that in our society when you distort it, sometimes it's like you want to stand out so bad that like you delude yourself and to ride that razor's edge of what's delusion versus what is really going for reality. And This is what I talked about with the drop last Friday, right? So you're trying to go for the great stuff, but then the fear of the drop, but the need to be exceptional and sort of the distortions that can happen around trying to be the best version of yourself rather than just trying to be exceptional and exceptional sometimes is related to fame because fame is the accolades. And sometimes the egoic mind measures what they think is exceptionalism through the accolades they get, which at some stage are just a pure distortion and just hot air, right? That's just attention. So if people pay attention to you, then you think you are exceptional, rightly or wrongly. And then accomplishment sometimes gets watered down because of those accolades. And then it's like the accomplishment gets harder. So it's a really wild concept to be exceptional. It's like healthy to be like, hey, you want to be the best version of yourself, and you want to go for high heights, and then if you're just trying to be exceptional, that's a tricky one too, riding the razor's edge, and I've really sought exceptional people, and I've sought to be exceptional, and in my sobriety in older years, I'm like, oh, being exceptional is rarefied air in order for to be that there's a very, 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 very deep place that you have to be at in order to be exceptional and sustain it. I mean, think about the whole 15 minutes of fame thing. And some people are just incredibly talented and they're just exceptional. And sometimes the most talented people are also the, most unhealthy. So what is exceptional? And personal sovereignty, and the sovereignty of the individual. And how does that work in the collective? How does exceptionalism, how does being exceptional work with the collective? Because with social media, everybody wants to be exceptional, and you have to ask yourself, like, how many DJs does the world need? How many influencers does the world need? because we all know somebody who's an exceptional nurse or an exceptional police officer or an exceptional firefighter or an exceptional teacher or an exceptional leader, maybe a political leader or an exceptional spiritual leader or an exceptional friend, an exceptional person who works at a store who's just good. And it's interesting because sometimes that exceptionalism when it's expressed on a community level, just the subtleties, right? That's also easy to overlook because, you know, we're looking for acceleration into exceptionalism. And I'm guilty as charged. I've gotten in my own way to try to be, quote, exceptional. And the more I settle into it, I can accept, I can ex- celebrate and accept everyday exceptionalism the uniqueness of the moment and the beauty of what's in front of me and celebrate great work and great effort and celebrate the greatness in the everyday because it's like what is going on we're on a blue marble floating in space in a universe that apparently is twice as old as they thought before Scram Hancock says uh, things keep getting older (laughs) and we're discovering more and more about ourselves and our ancient systems that we might have forgotten about as we accelerate into new learnings with AI and new toys and tools that uh, have effects down the road that we can't even begin to understand or maybe we are beginning to understand them but exceptionalism American style in the West honoring the rights of the individual, knowing that by honoring the rights of the individual and the responsibilities that the individual has, right? So if you're going to be exceptional, what actually makes it pop off is if you're a solid person and you have a strong foundation. And that's interesting because when you think about yoga, so the first two limbs of yoga, of the eight limbs of yoga, the first two deal with uh, how you treat yourself, like what's your relationship with yourself And what is your relationship with society? And then the third one is uh, the asanas, the actual physical practice. And my teacher once told me, he's like, yeah, you need to really, really, really get those first two limbs right because they keep your foundation strong for when you do your physical practice. And here in the West, and when you look at yoga and you, you don't know the yoga philosophy, depending on how athletic you are or how focused you are, like, That'll express in your physical practice. So there are people that might have limbs one and two all jacked up, but because they're a gymnast, they look like they're an expert at yoga. And then you're like, Oh wow, you're a really great yoga teacher and yoga expert. But if you forget those first two, the basics, being good to yourself and good to people around you, then it's like, you're not going to get the lessons you need out of the actual physical practice because you don't have a good foundation. And you can see this is where somebody's exceptional at doing the physical practice and then they have an intellect and they learn all this stuff and then people start to follow them, but then they might not have a good relationship with themselves or they might not have good relationships with other people. And that's when you see your famous gurus fall over with scandal. The same with spiritual leaders and all of that. And that's that razor's edge. So being exceptional is like a an ideal and an opportunity and certainly baked into the American version of Western philosophy, which is, seems like it's a, a weaving together of multiple things. And honestly, like E Pluribus Unum, right, like from many one, and we have lots of other cultures that come in here as well, as well as the original uh, framework of the first peoples here and how that influences and the remnants of ancient civilizations that could possibly be here and the remnants of that in which we were all participating in across a huge swath of time. And here we are trying to be exceptional as individuals. And I relish it. I I love it. I love to try to be a better version of myself at the core level. And it's hard. And I stumble every day. Uh, Being sober is a very uh, brutal teacher. For a while there, it was like the aperture was very thin. Attempting to be exceptional, but really being stable. You can't be a rocket ship if you're going to keep blowing up. Got to have stability. Got to have good aim. Because just having a lot of energy and thrust. Well, that's just really an explosion, isn't it? Woo. Don't want that. Um, yeah, that's just me musing this morning. It is uh, Tuesday, nine o'clock, a little bit before. I hope you can, uh, be your own brand of exceptional today. However you measure that, I think it comes down to focus and breath over time. And if you're being your best self in each moment to the best of your ability, well, man, that graph is going to look pretty amazing over time. Make a good graph. Woo! Have a great day, y'all.